Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the the fuck is this talking to me? I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rate can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Taking a sip of a giant beer there. <laughs> I've got a big fuck-off beer. Um, I've been given a lot of beer-related and just booze-related gifts because I'm back on it now, and I thought I'd give one of these cans a go, and it's like an 8.8% can. I've had three sips. I could be dead. I might not make it through this. Is it a two-can Stein? Do you tip two cans in that? No, it's a 500ml can. It's like a All right. pommy can. I feel quite natural in your hand. Yeah. The 500 mil. It's just like a monster. <laughs> Anything that's got a red stripe around the top showing you there's even more value in this can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Than you previously remember. <laughs> that's what I'm all about, value. Bigger cans. Man, my, um, my high school girlfriend, she was from the UK and her parents were in the Air Force and they moved down to Australia. And the first week he was here, her dad, great bloke, went to a bottle shop and he didn't know anything about Australian beers. So in the UK, he drank John Smith's, yep. which is like a green and red with a bit of gold, I think, on it somewhere. Yeah, another one. Yeah. And so he just spotted VB and went, eh, similar color, oh. probably not too different. Grabbed a slab of cans and got home and went back angry. And told the guys that they were fucking with him. They gave him these mini cans. And they're like, no, sir, it's just that's the size. He's of- upset about the size of the can. Yeah, well, in the UK, I had no idea how big the fucking things are well i've drunk vb before and i found it quite a fucking relief that it was only a small can there was no more vb in (laughs) fact a throwdown of vb is a better option than a can because you don't have to drink as much you've had that yeah the throwdowns the little hand grenades yeah yeah for those that haven't seen it before the world's most highly preserved beer i used to work at cub so i know the facts hence the fucking headaches yeah after one or two it's not great but anyway i'm drinking again how are you, mate? Oh, good on you, mate. Yeah, I'm all right. I've been at the beach a fair bit this summer. It's been pretty good. Fuck like, well. We were supposed to go away. Didn't, obviously. And um, mm. just kept went to the beach every day. It was, I mean, it's pretty good. A couple of things that I don't like. Um, the authoritative nature of lifeguards. I don't appreciate that. They get on a megaphone and just say, you know, there's blue bottles in the water. If you don't want to get stung, uh, just don't go in. It's pretty easy. Yeah. I think you'll find it's pretty simple. Uh, just don't go in. <laughs> Like, why, why are you admonishing us? We're just fucking sitting on the beach, man. They just, they love that shit. They're like, I'm fucking paying you. You're a council worker. I'm fucking paying you. Be polite. 
when you're talking, especially through a megaphone. No, but surely, especially Sydney beaches, they're dealing with a high level of um, just fuckwits that don't know what they're doing out in the water. They're probably sick of it. And I also think Bondi Rescue has probably given them a bit of a ego boost. Oh, but that's their job. They wouldn't have a job if everyone was – like Bondi Rescue wouldn't exist if they just placed one lifeguard down the south end and told tourists not to go swimming in that little shit bit. <laughs> they wouldn't have a show. Obviously, they're not doing that. They're not that concerned with safety. Yeah. More about the GoPros on a surfboard <laughs> and uh, paddling out and showing your muscles and shit. But um, regular lifeguards just fucking – if you – like if no one got stung by a blue bottle, no one ever drowned. No, no one ever got in trouble. You wouldn't have a job. So take it easy. Show some humility. Are there lifers? Are there like surf? Are there surf lifesaver? New me types. Yeah, that have just been in there for thirty years or something. Because there's definitely a, a pecking order down there. Oh, for sure. That's why the casting of New me in uh, Baywatch was such a masterstroke of. Uh, Modern television. He was that bald one. Oh, I'd never seen a second of it. You haven't seen, but like he's in the he's in the intros. I've only ever seen half the intro, and I wasn't looking for a bald bloke when I watched it. Well, he's in that. Oh, is he? <laughs> he's he's diving off this. You know, they got those stupid fucking orange things. Okay, he chucks that and dives off the side of a speedboat unnecessarily. I didn't even know there were blokes in there. You could tell me Godzilla's in the background in one of the shots. I wouldn't have picked it up. It's not what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I started watching it for for the Hoff. He was, he was uh, he's a very special actor of our time. Well, he might end up on a on a future Patreon uh, episode of Land Larrikins. He's a bit of a loose unit, the old Hoff. He's pretty good. I love it. He uh, doesn't mind a tipple himself. Fuck yeah! Well, mate, I've I've not gone to the beach at all. Being back in Melbourne, it's currently it's the middle of summer and it's a it's a beautiful, windy, rainy, seventeen degree day. So, all oh, right. Oh well. Sucked in. You know what else is at the beach? A lot mm. and probably everywhere, but you can see them at the beach. Tattoos. Must be more, must be no sunburn anymore. Just fucking tattoos. Australians got to be the most tattooed people yeah. in the world, I would think. So many tats. They're just making it hard for the skin cancer specialist going, so, hey, mate, you've got a pretty nasty melanoma. Oh, no, my bad. I thought it was that. That's actually just the end. It's of- a gecko's eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the end of a motorbike flame. <laughs> I thought it was spreading. <laughs> yeah, a lot of tats. We're two clean skinned boys. I don't know how we're we're gonna have just be weird. I don't know. I'd I think there's gonna be a lot of regret because when your skin turns to crepe paper and mine's on its way from being out in the sun too much, tats no fucking good. It's a green splotchy fucking mess, isn't it, when you're fifty odd. Do you get skin checks? Yeah. Oh, good. Of course. I only just started getting them up in Brizzy the other year. So every time I turn up, they just cut some extra shit out. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, I'm fairly careful with this. Um, oh, the other thing at the beach, togs right up the clacker. Yeah, dick stickers are back. Yeah, what's that? I don't know. Like anyone, everyone's doing it. Yeah. I hope it passes, but it's just, it's weird. Like you you sit down and take your thongs off or something, someone's doing it next to you and you turn around, there's an ass right in your face, just with a little mm. fucking jigger up the up the crack. <laughs> oh, man. This is too much. Yeah. I'd rather they not do that. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Man, you've got to go to like a beach in Dubai or something. That's the only place you'll be relaxed. There's no waves, so there'll be no surf lifesavers. Um, <laughs> no tattoos are allowed out. There's no dick togs. I love the waves. That's no, not dick to- It's women. Do it. It's y- really yeah. young teenage girls with their togs just yanked right up the date. No, but blokes too. Blokes are those. Oh, blokes. Man, Tony nah. Abbott. I think he brought it back. Not at my beach. 
Oh, if they're in those stupid surf boats, they somehow think that's an advantage to stick to the seat, to just yank the togs up your freckle. But no, generally, I haven't seen any blokes at my beach. I I drove past a pea plater yesterday coming back from a parent's place in the western suburbs of Melbourne. Pea plater in a Ford Ranger with two jet skis on the back. He's in the wrong town. I said, keep going north, mate. Get on the Hume Highway. Don't stop into Queensland. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be embraced there. Man, I've done I've done pretty much nothing. I start back at radio on, uh, yeah, I start back at radio soon, and um, I've done nothing. Just had time off. Scratch. Well, time off. A toddler running around yeah. that we don't let watch TV. So yeah, it's not time off. Man, he was meant to have his first day in daycare. Well, like fuck it, yeah, had five or six uh, orientation classes. That's because he's only ever too many. Well, he'd only ever hung out with us, really. Well, he'd had two. Then we went away for a few months to breathe. He came back. They wanted him to have a couple more. And then it was like, great, we're dropping him off. His first full day, we dropped him off. And two minutes later, I got a phone call from them saying he's got hand, foot, and mouth. And I was like, well, that must have come on pretty fucking thick and fast in the last three minutes because that's when I last saw him, 180 seconds ago, but I'll come back. (laughs) And he had a fucking tiny dot on his index finger Went to the doctor. The doctor said, yeah, that's probably it. Really? Can't go there for a week and he can't play with any other kids and he can't play at a playground. So just. What the fuck is hand? Stage, pretty much stage four fucking lockdown again. And the cunt had nothing. Nothing nothing popped up. All our mates' kids had had it. Scabs everywhere. They're fucking bleeding from the eyeballs and arsehole. They're in dire straits. He, I think he just had a nick on his finger. They were just sick of him. They sent him home. Jesus Christ. What the fuck is that? That's a hundreds, hundreds of year old. That's like saying your kid's got rickets or something. I'd never. Yeah. Like it certainly wasn't around when I was a kid or, or in the last. That's that's popped up in the last five years, I reckon. My kid's never got hand, foot, and mouth. It's a fucking sheep disease, isn't it? Really? I don't know. It's, it's, it's an animal thing. It's not fucking. I think it's bullshit. It's like wisdom teeth. Turns out it's a good way to skim a few kids out of your class. Fuck yeah. It's all about the cash. Follow the money. <laughs> well, you didn't have to pay because we he had, technically hadn't started. He'd only been there for two minutes. So that's what what's worse is I think maybe he's just annoying, you know. There'll be fucking something. They had too many kids there or something. They thought we'll get rid of one. Yeah. Let's do a pinprick on the, on the finger. Get him the fuck out of here. Well, I'll tell you, when he wasn't at daycare, and that was the day after I started drinking again, which Ooh. was so we recorded a bunch of episodes before Christmas and they played out until last week, but – we're back live, recording these middle of Jan, live as live as you can get. Um, but that I didn't drink until Jan second again. I mentioned it on earlier episodes just to annoy some friends of mine. Fuck, you can mm-hmm. really find out. Good test to see which one of your friends are alcoholics based on when you finish a year of drinking and at twelve oh one a.m. messages start coming in on the phone. Come oh, for yeah. beers. Yeah, come for a beer. <laughs> No, mate, I'm waiting until tomorrow. They fucking yeah. livid. But got maggot, real maggot, at uh, the Great Northern Hotel. And you had a kid the next day. No, Luch, Luch was kind enough. I said, I haven't pulled this in a year, so I'm going to need to sleep in. Took a few sleeps, probably 2, 3 p.m. I felt all right, but it was a good 11-hour sesh. Um, yeah, right. One of those sessions, too, where I'd forgotten, my mate told me the next day, he said, remember that shirtless bloke came up to you? I said, nah. He came up holding a phone with me on it saying, you're Nick Cody? And I said, nah, got the wrong bloke. And I just fucking wound him up. And he apparently he was getting quite angry. He was inside a pub. Yeah. 
goes, you're Nick Cody. And I go, man, there's a lot of blokes. With, with no shirt. No, we're out in the beer garden. Oh, but I, I was enough. blind, but he was very blind. And he, he just kept saying, you're Nick Cody. And I was just drunk going, no, nah, mate, it's not me. A lot of brown hair, red bearded blokes getting around. A bit puffy, you know. It's not exactly, <laughs> it's not a unique look. Once again, Melbourne really showing that continental class, aren't they? Like <laughs> beer gardens. We've got beer gardens here, plenty. Weather's quite nice. I've never seen a guy in no fucking shirt. Oh, fuck off. Unless he's just had a fight and he's on his way out. Well, unless he's Brazilian and he's walked in in a linen shirt with only the bottom button done up. There's cunts <laughs> that are pretty much shirtless in every <laughs> pub in Sydney. It's just one button's <laughs> holding it together. <laughs> anyway, mate, I'll tell you who tell you who else is a fan of Nick Cody. Oh yeah, here we go. Wiki something online. There's <laughs> a uh, there's a file. Yeah, I believe it's disappeared. But uh, there's some facts about the <laughs> Nick Cody, and uh, definitely you. It says Nick Cody is an American actor and comedian. Oh, hold on, he Sorry. can mostly be seen. Sorry, can doing. You, can you go through those what? again? What am I? Oh yeah, <laughs> Nick Cody is an American. Actor and comedian. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> he can mostly be seen doing comedy movies as well as performing live stand-up on many of the big shows. Fuck yeah. This is like an ESL class, isn't it, that's written this? Well, I'll tell you what the highlight of the entire file is. By observing his videos and pictures, so you've been triangulated here, <laughs> he can be as tall as five feet and seven inches in height. There you go. Oh, no, so, that's on the internet. That means I'm at best four ten. That's yeah, that's internet height. And they've, yeah. they've spotted your built up shoes. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, we all know Javianas have a fucking massive wedge. <laughs> He's um, there's, there's uh, Nick Cody was born in the year of the late eighties. Oh yeah. Even though his birth details are not featured anywhere, we can estimate that he can be about thirty five years old as of twenty twenty. Well, hey, you know what? That doesn't make sense. Oh. <laughs> I'll cop that. They're only a couple years, um, a couple years ahead on their estimation, but it has come down. That year of no drinking has brought down because I remember last at the start of last year, I got offered an audition for a jolly man between forty and forty-five. Sick. So, the year of no booze has brought down my look to thirty-five, not thirty-three, my actual age. But we are working towards it, and I reckon <laughs> this eight-point-eight percenter is going to knock it right back up into those fours. Baby steps, buddy. Um, and as a closer, it says, and this is where I assumed you had something to do with it. It's because you're one of those guys. Um, <laughs> there's absolutely zero information on whether Cody has a girlfriend or not. He may or may not be single. Ooh, hello, ladies. That's more marketable, isn't it? Makes you think, doesn't it? I'll tell you what. For the last <laughs> five years, I reckon the only time. People have slid into my DMs, uh, gay dudes. Oh, yeah? Asking if I'm actually married or not. All right. Yeah. With what as a motive? Just trying to root me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, we better crack on, mate. We've been Mm. prattling on for some time. Let's get stuck in. Before we do, I'll tell you one thing, and this is a bit of fucking interesting trivia that may interest people with a a, uh, penchant for plane information. There have been more commercial plane deaths in 2020 then in 2019, despite a sharp drop in flights due to COVID. So how's that? What were the plane crashes in 2020? Is that what happened? Was it Ethiopian Air? No, it wasn't. Uh, not not a bad guess, though, because <laughs> it sounds, sounds like a big one. Um, 
this is a, this is a firm illustration of how to massage the stats of the two hundred ninety nine souls lost. Mm. Right, nearly a perfect game. Uh, one hundred and seventy six were in one hit when Iran shot down a Ukraine international airlines flight in January. Yeah. So no, I was trying. Fuck, I've typed in twenty twenty plane deaths and that's popped up. That's my fault. Yeah, that'd be number one by by a mile. They're, they're planning. They fixed it though. They're planning giving one hundred and fifty grand to everyone who died. Maybe staple a check to their collars or something. I don't know. Um, in another incident, 98 were clocked up in one hit too when a Pakistan International Airlines flight crashed into Karachi. Yeah. So, human error. Did one bloke survive that one? Oh, I'm not I'm not aware of that. Two. Two passengers. Yeah. Really? I saw him interviewed on the news, yeah. Fair fucking effort. Oh, wow. Well, they passed out drunk because that's how you survive a crash. Relaxed. Real relaxed. Hard yeah. to do. Hard to fake. Um. Oh, geez, I'm having a look at this. Yeah, there's a there's a fair few there. Yeah, I mean, having said that though, 86 accidents in 2019 down to 40 in 2020, so it becomes a quality over quantity debate. Yeah. Someone's cooked the books for a cheap headline. <laughs> I was fooled. <laughs> yeah, but that's fuck. They got off to a hot start though because that Ukraine International Airlines flight that was 8th of January. Oh yeah, they they must have thought we're in here. We're going to fucking <laughs> smash the record. 2001 yeah. all over again. <laughs> Step aside. Step aside, <laughs> 2001. Big dogs are here. 2020, woof, woof. <laughs> anyway, so um, our, our incident, right, can we uh, set our minds back to September 9, 2014? What a great story it is as well. Oh, it's excellent. It's Virgin Flight VA449, Brisbane to Darwin, oh. leaving at 0935 hours. Yeah. Uh, good old Brisbane to Darwin. I think now that's where we do have to look for our uh, for our current, like we because people always ask, "Hey, you're going to run out of stories. People aren't flying internationally anymore." I reckon at Brisbane to Darwin or at Brisbane to Cairns, this is where we're going to get our new, you know, this is the Sydney to Phuket, this is a Manchester to Spain level. Oh yeah, I mean if if Patreon picks up, realistically, I'd like to just get a flight attendant on staff. Yeah, you know what. Give us some, give us some guff live. Do a live cross to a flight attendant. It'd be fucking. We like I. You must be getting sent more than me because you're in charge of the social media. But I, I get sent personally, probably one average a week. Yeah. Hey, check this out, and it's just some fuckhead. And you go, oh, I hadn't heard of that. There's heaps coming through. Keep sending them on Instagram at Midflight Brawl or Midflight Brawl Pod at Gmail dot com. Um, we're going to do a big um, mailbag edition on Patreon in the next couple of weeks. So. We'll be reading through the messages. There's some fucking hot stuff. So thanks for all the tip offs. <laughs> tip offs. We do appreciate it. But good old good good for Brisbane to Darwin. Traditionally the origin and destination of Queensland criminals <laughs> wanting to start afresh. I mean there, there used to be on that particular flight, there used to be a deed poll. All the flight <laughs> attendants were JPs who could help you with your name change. There you go, just start again. Darwin is home to more Joe blogs. Than anywhere in the world. How many? Yeah, you reckon a few John Citizens getting around up there in, Fuck the, yeah. in the NT? Oh, heaps of John C. Citizen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mate, your resume's got a 15 year blank spot here as an adult. What were you up to? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Jesus type figures. You hear about them as a baby and then they roll in at 27 or whatever. Oh, fuck yeah. Not to be trusted. <laughs> yeah, what were you doing? Do you reckon planes landing in the Northern Territory also highest level of. Uh, just those red, white, and blue stripy bags being used as luggage. Oh, Kiwi Samsonite. Yeah. 
There's a fair bit of that on the carousel, yeah. That and toolboxes. Oh, yeah. Fair bit of Makita. I told on an, on an earlier episode of this about getting on a flight once from, I think it was Brisbane to Cairns and, no, Cairns to Weeper in far north Queensland and a guy had a had a fucking Stanley knife and he said, oh, I work at the mines. They said, yeah, mate, all right. Oh. I just let him through. So, Man, we'll fucking cop this. I mean, what a turnaround though for for Darwin. Like it used to, now it's a tourist destination. So I, I see brochures in racks now saying escape to Darwin. Which used to be what your dad said if you came home from the pub with a bit too much blood spatter on your fucking singlet. Mount Darwin trip, it's a major prize in a raffle. What's happened? Well, it's gone fucking mad. There's a, a bike stuck under the front of your Commodore. Yeah. Hey, mate. <laughs> off, the, off to Darwin. Escape to Darwin. Yeah. Um, anyway, our protagonist today is... Uh, Stephen Boyd Jones, and the fact that I'm stating his middle name here says a bit, and he's uh, he's on his way to Darwin. Boyd, I only know your middle name because I guessed it was your dad's. You know someone's middle name, there's, yeah. there's something fucking wrong, mm. or it's your kid. Um, guess how many hours to the nearest hour in the four hour, <laughs> 10 minute flight before there was a disturbance? Um, I'd like to lock in, I won't even phone a friend. Could I lock in three, Eddie? How many? Two. Oh. Ruined Christmas. Two? <laughs> yeah. That's not what I'm after. Um, Should have phoned a friend. Well, two hours in, right, Stephen's, you know, he's just sitting there minding his own business, which is code for, you know, minding your own business. Um, yeah. Two black rats on the plastic tray. There's, <laughs> there's, um, <laughs> there's some conflicting evidence here, which you and I both found, but I, yeah. I've, got, I've got someone in front of Stephen made the mistake of reclining his seat. I read in another article that his knee got hit with a drinks trolley. Either way, yeah, right. that's... You don't need those two back to back. Oh, you don't. I mean, it's one of life's mysteries, which of those it is, and we'll never know. I've got a feeling if you're about to kick off on a plane, the that's just the spark. Whatever happens on the plane is the spark. There's been a, a lot of stuff that's happened to you on the ground. Oh, fuck yeah. There's no well-adjusted calm unit gets on board and a kid puts not in their hair and they go, I'm fucking killing everybody. Oh, fucking oath. It's the yeah. preceding years <laughs> of, of sadness that lead people to do exactly these things. The passenger, like he, he's, um, I think it might be the reclining of the seat thing. I'm hoping both, but he definitely, he, he didn't appreciate the, the seat. So he grabbed the seat and just shook the shit out of it. Great. And, um. A flight attendant has intervened at this stage, and Steve said, I'll kill you, you fucking slut. <laughs> oh, gee. Steve, I was about to be on Steve's side. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I told you that story about coming back from Singapore with my wife, and he would have been, my son at the time would have been nine months old or something, overnight flight, and the, another flight, Singapore to Melbourne, got cancelled, so everybody got pushed onto our flight. It was fucking rammed. I was in a middle seat, which never happens. Ooh. That never happens. That so that's that's the the little thing that has made me angry before getting on board. You're now in a middle seat, motherfucker. Right? Yeah. I had our meals because my wife was trying to breastfeed our son. All of our meals on my tray, oh. on my seats tray, no. and all of our drinks. So it's just rammed. The guy in front does not check, does not see what's happening behind him. Just threw the seat back. Yep. And some drinks and food went on me, and I fucking punched the chair. Oi, cunt. You fucking cunt. And my wife's like, you were going to get this plane turned around. Wow. 
And then, uh, yeah, I've told the story on here before, I'm sure. Oi cunt. You opened up with Oi cunt. I don't remember that part. Yeah, punch the chair. Oi cunt. Yep. Uh, and then try to pay the person in front of him using the seat-to-seat chat $100 to just recline their seat at speed and knock his <laughs> drinks onto himself. <laughs> That was 2019, another one of the array of reasons why I had last year off booze. Anyway, yeah, chin, chin. <laughs> You're back. Hopefully we'll see some more of that form soon. But anyway, so he's, he's kicked off with, I'll kill you, you fucking slut. I've killed before. So with language and a resume like that, little wonder he's off to Darwin. <laughs> That's very aggressive. I do appreciate the the seat shake though because we get again we get sent a lot of videos there's a massive account called passenger shaming oh yeah on instagram which is great it's very good so many people just being fucking pigs in the sky using their toes to go through the in-flight entertainment and there were one i saw saw that's disgusting just a guy with gangrene on his just like oh he had a pussy wound and the pus is just going down his calf he's got a tiny band-aid on it filthy kill him yeah yeah but Steve, you've got to hold up before you threaten the staff. You don't do that. You keep your threats and your violence to those that have wronged you, specifically the person in front <laughs> that reclined without checking. Oh, Jones, though, what an excellent name for it. Sounds like it's already been changed. <laughs> oh, do you reckon he, he got on earlier? Like there's, a, there's airports in Europe where you can clear U.S. customs before you fly to the U.S.? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To I've ease traffic? Yep. So, yeah, when you go through it in what it, it happened in Dublin, you go through and then you're already technically in the States. Do you reckon he was on one of the flights where they did the old deed poll early? Come over. What do you want? If that were a choice here, most people would already be in Darwin as soon as they'd committed the crime. <laughs> yeah, fucking don't worry about it. I'm in Darwin. Um, Good alibi. Couldn't have been. Did you know there's one in every 243 Australians are called Jones? Oh. That's quite a lot. One in 18 in Wales. As opposed to Cody, which I looked up, one in 227,000 people worldwide are called Cody yeah. as a surname, that is, the unisex first name Cody. Um, oh, hold on. Are you is that, are those numbers based on surnames or first names? Surname. Yeah. The, the first name, that's a different fucking story. If you possess a girl boy name, it's not one of life's head starts, is it? You're probably going to go missing. <laughs> if your first name's Cody... You've got to ask, is it a boy or a girl? Yeah. But good good news, one in 200-odd thousand, less chance of accidentally fucking a cousin, you know? Yeah, probably, or given that you're not from Wales as well. Yeah, if you're a Jones in Wales, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't roll the dice in Kilkenny <laughs> in Ireland where probably every one and a half people is called Cody. <laughs> um, the, uh, the stats for Heggie's a little more scant. Oh, yeah, where's that even from? Is yours made up? Scotland. Yeah. The um the most recent stats I found for Heggie's right. Yeah. And it's a weird thing, the internet. They're in Canada for for example, nineteen twenty one in Canada, hundred years ago, occupations, men, eighty one percent of Heggies were farmers. Top female occupation, wife. That used to be a job. Now it's an oppressive burden inflicted upon women by the patriarchy. I don't want, I don't want to be unfair though. Like soon after this. It was referred to, wife was referred to as unpaid domestic duties. Yeah. And in anyone's language, that's a fucking slap in the face. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real negative spin on that term. More recently, of course, it's a, uh, it's a form of heroism known as mummy blogger. Yeah. <laughs> Some of your friends. Times have changed for the better. 
They will be soon. Now that I'm on the Fox, I'll let you know as soon as I speak to a mummy blogger. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for the. This is a like Fox is a step. It, it's it's more people listen, isn't it, to the, your new job or not? Yeah, less Brisbane people, obviously, but Melbourne for all its uh, advances, they still fucking love commercial radio, don't they? Yeah, like it's it's the pinnacle, not only of com- comedy in Australia, like that is the you know. That's that's Valhalla for a comedian to become a radio host. But you know what? You know what's nice? It's uh, it's finally shut every fucking relative up at Christmas. Oh, why? Well, you can do it. You can do everything in everything in comedy, and they're like, "But what are you doing now? What's your job?" And you go Fox. They go, "Okay, we know that." You know. All oh, right. I think that used to be the way for. Like in the past, it was for actors and stuff. They go, well, fuck, if you're so good, why aren't you on Sale of the Century? Yeah. That sort of, that sort of chat. Um, so, Jones, I'm Will Steve, of Fortune. He's... I'm Adriana Exenides. <laughs> <on the... laughs> so, Jones has continued on his way to Darwin with a plane full of other criminals. Only by now, he's been convinced to move to the back of the plane. Where no one can see what he's plotting next. Also, um, I I do love. I assume on that Brisbane to Darwin flight, he probably wasn't the first or last person to shake a seat and say I've killed someone before. It's probably whack a mole for the poor flight attendants on that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you've put out one he just spot said it fire. The loudest. And, oh, oh fuck! Hold on, <laughs> you rose yeah. back. It's happening again. <laughs> hey, he's whispered it. He's all right. <laughs> Well, you know who helped. You know who helped move him. No crew on board the flight. This is who helped move him. Crew on board the flight with the help of an off-duty Northern Territory police officer. All oh, right, excellent. Moved him to another area of the plane. I love that. I love that in the article. Another area of the plane. Like it's a Boeing seven three seven. There's no other area. It's fucking one area. There's no curtain anymore for smokers. Yeah, but if, you, if you're in row one, you can hear row thirty. If he's saying shit like I've killed before, there's no unless you rammed him in the toilet and sticky taped the door closed. He's yeah, <laughs> he's not getting his own area. He's in the area unless you put him in the cockpit. <laughs> in a bit of an oversight, right? They've they've put him next to an unaccompanied ten year old boy. Why not? And then uh, then they thought, oh shit, hang on, that's the kid who's on his own. <laughs> maybe it was a maybe it's like a scared straight. Like maybe the ten-year-old had a fucking rat's tail or something. Yeah, coming. This will sort this kid out. <laughs> Stephen Boyd Jones, go talk to him about yeah. where life can go. You know? <laughs> See this son. This is who you could be. Um, they thought, oh shit, hang on. We better ask Jonesy to go back to his own seat. He's not going to like this, and he didn't. Um, he said, "I'm not moving." And furthermore, and there's a direct quote. <laughs> I'm going to snap this boy's neck. Jesus, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> He's in character for your thing. Um, you know, are you please tell me you found out he, he wasn't whistling Dixie. He had something with him on the flight. Did you see this? What? I haven't got to the, I can't remember. What was it? It was later discovered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I saw that for sure. The 45-year-old had allegedly smuggled a 20-centimeter steak knife on board yeah. in his hand luggage, which I'll be honest, hold on. They've said smuggled. You can't put that on him, right? Yeah. You've got to put that on airport security. Who's watching the x-ray when the carry-on went through? Fucking oath you do, yeah. 21 centimetres according to my intel. I've only had a few flights this year, but in, I reckon in the last 12, 18 months, 
the security at the airport getting a little bit looser on the like whoever's watching the screen. Oh yeah, in the changeover you can just walk through. They don't stop you anymore. Put the chain across or whatever. Yeah, they're recording TikTok videos and shit while something that's got Acme's written on it. Acme written <laughs> on a box is just fucking rolling. <laughs> Remember those dudes a couple of years ago put the meat grinder through in Sydney Airport? Oh fuck. Fucking just checking in a not even checking in. I'm, I'm taking hand luggage, a fucking meat grinder. Yeah, hang on. Something's something's wrong here. <laughs> and it's I love the cops too say we we uncovered a terrorist plot. It's like, no, no, yeah. no. These are the dumbest cunts on the planet. Yeah. They try to check in a meat grinder as hand like you didn't uncover anything. <laughs> oh, man. You were just there. When it comes to snapping a boy's neck though, you've got to keep that sort of thing to yourself. For the rest of us, it just it goes unsaid we'd really like to snap a boy's neck, if for nothing else, just to see if it can be fucking done. <laughs> I mean the neck has a lot of sinew. Yeah. I reckon it's not as easy as we'd like it to be. Otherwise, It'll be far more common, like you always say, about beheadings. Not a clean cut, is it? Mm. Machete in a backswing. Far cry from a fucking guillotine, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen little kid like your kids, Heggy, how old? Ten and eight or something. They're still fucking flexible. Like my, du- my dude could fall off the roof and he'd just roll for a bit and have a laugh. They just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you snap that. I don't think anything's hard enough to break. Mm. I think they're still all like technically a liquid. They're still drinking milk and stuff. <laughs> um, imagine that, though, like depositing your boy at the departure gate in Brisbane, sending him off to spend a week with your ex de facto on the top end. You're like, <laughs> oh, will I be all right on the plane, mum? Of course you'll be all right, son. It's only a four-hour flight. What could go wrong? Yeah. I know it's Darwin, but it's not like they're going to seat you next to a violent lunatic <laughs> whose check-in luggage was a fucking toolbox full of future murder weapons, and he'll <laughs> offer to snap your neck for you because he's angry about something else. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. So Just text Brayden, see you in the NT, lol, lol, lol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that campaign got pulled or not? <laughs> no, 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 it's still going. Is it? Yeah, I saw a That's sticker mad. on the back of one of those. You know a Land Cruiser owner that really wants to know? They they want everybody to know that yeah. they've used it for travel. Oh, yeah. They had one of the big CU in the very small NT, so it looks like cunt. Yeah. And then it's a... But it's unofficial merch. I don't think the state's selling it. But did the state not use that as a ad campaign? I think they used it for an ad, but they're not selling stuff with it on there or? Right. No. Imagine, imagine that getting green lit, like a sticker that says C-U-N-T. What, yeah. a, what a fucking What's wrong with that? Time. A fair bit. It's better than fucking blowing up indigenous artifacts to get red dirt over to China. Sell a few stickers with cunt on there. <laughs> Nearly everything is better than that. But it doesn't mean it's a great idea to have cunt stickers all over your car. I'm just going with the lesser of two evils, mate. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Let's all put rude words on everything, T-shirts and the like, and uh, just get kids saying cunt all over town. Again, you haven't been to Phuket or Bali. The little kids that come around with the big boards that have all of the um, people will send them to you now, at Heggy Luke on Instagram. Send them directly to him because I own some, so I don't need to see photos. <laughs> the little wristband, the hand-woven wristbands that have like up the bum, no baby. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Just shit yeah. like that written on there. <laughs> yeah. My um, my brother one time, right, he got given for Christmas by his neighbour. Uh, it was Bundaberg rum T-shirt. Yeah. But it was a, wasn't Bundaberg rum. It's the same logo, but when you look closer, it said bang your bird numb. <laughs> and then the dude, Gold Coast, like for fucking Woo! years later, he kept saying, 
he kept saying, how come you're not wearing the T-shirt? He's like, fuck, man, I'm a, I'm a school teacher. I'm not wearing a T-shirt out in public that says bang your bird numb. Makes you think, doesn't do you think it? <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway. I like any any T-shirts like that. Fuck. Oh, Jesus. Terrible. I can't uh, stand there, it. There's a good thing. For people listening, if you haven't been to a lot of live stand-up, if you're at some sort of showcase night where there's a bunch of different comedians on, if somebody walks out in like a in a fucking joke T-shirt, <laughs> mentally just ride off the next five to ten minutes, you're about to see some absolute shit. I got advised early on by a uh, a prominent uh, legendary comedian to stop wearing plain coloured T-shirts and start wearing funny T-shirts because you've already done a joke before you get to the microphone. And um, what I should do is wear one like a Mr. Happy, like Mr. Man, but Mr. Happy because you're not that happy. No. And uh, that would be really funny as a joke. You should do that. I said, no, I'm all right. Nobody said that to you. Yes, they did. No. Yeah, they did. I'll tell you later who it was, but I'm not fucking saying it here. <laughs> can, I, can I have a guess? No. No. Later you can. Was it this bloke? Was it that bloke? No, no, it wasn't that bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking quick work on the toy there. Wasn't one of the big three. Yeah, if that's what you. If that's what you're thinking. Yeah. Anyway, so um, instead of this, because they weren't, you know, Jones wasn't happy about having to go back to the original seat where someone reclined and or he got hit in the knee with a drinks trolley. So they moved the boy. Yep. And left Steve. At the back. Yep. Um, Stephen has then, someone else has chimed in, and Stephen's grabbed the shirt of another passenger who obviously stuck his unwanted nose into Steve's business. A good Aussie shirt front, like Victorian footballers ridiculously do to each other rather than just punching like normal people. <laughs> yeah, I, as a kid, again, sorry, AFL kid, but the jumper punch that you grab the the collar and just shake them back and forth so it looks like you're just shaking a human instead of just getting some cheeky shots in at the jaw Mm. and you think that's a good way of hurting someone and then you just showed me NRL best fights and it's fucking more honest (laughs) pretty much a curb stomp yeah (laughs) put your teeth on that (laughs) in their dugout they demand a gutter no need for one but we've got a gutter here so we can fucking do the Chelsea smile on someone. By the way, let, just quickly, can we talk NRL versus AFL off-season? We've got the one AFL player that's been very grubby, allegedly, mm. sending things uh, yes. to people. But this one I found, the first two things that came out uh, at the start of the new year, Richmond, Richmond Tigers, AFL team, two out of the last three years, grand final winners. Um, the two headlines, this is an AFL versus NRL off-season. Richmond confirmed reports that Coach Damien Hardwick is in relationship with a club administrator. People down here were fucking losing their minds. Why? That he left his wife to hook up with somebody that he worked with. And you think that's that's probably the worst thing a former athlete or a current athlete can do. And then you see Mitchell Pierce's full statement on sex scandal that ruined his wedding. You go, yeah. They've done it again. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you got nothing down there. Grow up. Big boy shit. The, the day before his wedding, allegedly sending sexts. Mm. Oh. Well, it's like a it's like a virtual bucks, isn't it? Just get it out of your system. <laughs> it's like when bucks go to strippers and shit. It's revolting. Oh. Yeah, I hated that. That at my bucks party, no strippers at the bucks. 
And I had one mate that was just, I think he was there just for that, very disappointed. Because I think people think that's a thing, like you get it out of your system as if, as you said before, get it out of your system as if you do a grubby thing and then you go, well, that's done now. Think of that again. Yeah. (laughs) Tick. (laughs) Same reason bucks go to fucking go-karting and golf and horse racing and shit. Oh, the dragon's never going to let me do this stuff ever again. I better do it all now in one 24-hour period. Yeah. Don't get married if that's your fucking shit. Much like crime shows, Bucks Party never go to a second location. Never go to a second location ever. Yeah, I know. Much better chance of survival. Yeah. Regardless of what's happening in life, no second location. Anyway, I digress. I'm maggot. I've, um, this, um, the shirt front thing's always, it's always fucking impressed me. My, my favorite ever, I don't know if you've seen this, my favorite t shirt incident, and I've watched this a fair bit on YouTube, is uh, that dude, right? And it is, if you want to look this up, it's quite a it's quite a lengthy title, not very catchy, but it's extortionist stabbing a shop owner's tire has it blow up in his face. <laughs> you seen that? No. A great little vignette of modern life. A shop owner says, no, I'm not giving your money to the man who has a knife. So the thug goes outside and stabs a shop's truck tire. I'll play and it. Within, within a tenth oh. of a second, there's, there's no audio, <laughs> his fucking arm's broken and his shirt's <laughs> off, blew his shirt off. <laughs> Really good. <laughs> Didn't think it through. Oh, a lot of pressure. Oh, yeah, that's a big car. It's a truck. It's the truck that belongs to the shop. Yeah. Stab the tire with just a steak knife or something. Fucking bang. Oh. Oh, a lot of blood. A lot of blood on the uh, on the old pavement. You slow it down. His arm doesn't look great. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> his shirt comes off. <laughs> that's the quickest shirt takeoff I've ever seen. <laughs> That that should be in Vegas. That's a trick. That should be in Copperfield show. <laughs> I'm going to stab this tire and then I'll be shirtless. Yeah. Fuck off, David. There's no way. You can't do that. <laughs> oh, so um. anyway. So is that one of your favorite YouTube videos? Well, I mean, probably in the top 100 if I had to name 100. Yeah. I mean, I've watched a lot of fucking YouTube, I have to say. Since this started, 45. Four or five episodes. I've watched a lot of fucking YouTube. Yeah. And that is, that just popped up. And I thought, yeah, I'm having that pretty good. Yeah. Is it, um, I love to, a lot of comments. Yeah. A lot <laughs> yeah, of comments. Good. <laughs> anyway, Stephen Boyd, Jones. He's, uh, he's then verbally abused everyone else on the flight, threatening to kill them. Why not? The pilot thought, you know, enough is enough, a term that has always irritated me <laughs> since I was a boy. Of course it is. If it, the phrase should be enough is exactly as it's fucking defined in any dictionary. There's little need to say that it is what it is. Um, so he's he's diverted the flight to, to beautiful Townsville, Queensland no. to drop Steve off to the police. And that's when they found the 21-centimetre steak knife in Steve's carry-on luggage. Sizable knife. Again, much like our first episode where we talked about the guys that were going to Phuket and they got diverted to Bali. Yeah. I reckon a lot of people hopped off that flight just not knowing, not knowing they hadn't made it to Darwin. Still there <laughs> since 2014. Going, fuck, Darwin's not too bad actually. It's uh, more palm trees than I thought. Yeah. But uh, it's all right. A lot of Queensland fans here in the middle of the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, they've, um, that's it. I mean, he's, He's got a steak knife on board. He's, he's obviously at the Brecky Creek Hotel early that morning <laughs> before getting on in Brisbane, just hacking into an overpriced, well-done sirloin covered in cheese and prawn sauce or something. Yeah. 
at dawn. With toppers. Yeah, with toppers. A few, <laughs> a few toppers. Okay. A Mornay topper. You know what I realised? I The Brecky Creek Hotel in Brisbane, If, you, if a lot of people that listen may not have been there. It's a great old pub, but they're known for steaks and everything. Mm. And I, the only reason I think it's known as a steak place is because they have the steaks out in like a butcher-style window in one of the areas of the pub. Yeah. But it just makes you think these guys must know steak. There's a raw one. Yeah. I think you'll find there's raw steaks everywhere. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that, actually. A little I, bit of fake grass. You don't like that at the butcher? Well, I mean, just in terms of, of having to look at chefs and, and raw food, you shut the fucking door. I don't need to see the help. I'm trying to enjoy myself. Go cook my fucking meal. Bring it out when it's ready. The end. <laughs> I don't want an open plan. They might pick oh. their noses. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Bring me my food on the sly. I'll pretend that you didn't do it and the waiter or the waitress just brings it. Done. Don't need to know. Don't need to, it's all the ceremony. You're not a um, – what's it called? What are the uh, – is it Japanese restaurant with like the hot plate and they fling you the food and you fucking catch a hot prawn in your mouth or whatever? Oh, teppanyaki. What, in your mouth? You stand there with your mouth open like a dickhead. I think Seppos. I've, I've just seen that maybe on sitcoms or something. Yeah, right. Fuck that. I think it's bigger yeah. in the States, a hot plate. Anything sizzling is fucking bogans. If, you're, if your meal's on fire, you're a fucking bogan. What about the sizzling Mongolian lamb that turns up at your table? <laughs> Standard. <laughs> Just after the sweet and sour pork balls with the curly parsley on the side, yeah, you'll get a sizzling Mongolian lamb turn up. Don't touch it. It's a bit hot. And it's still sizzling at the table. You go for that. Lemon chicken and you cut through it and there's a, such a... Thin slice of chicken and everything else seems to just be batter. Oh, yeah. And then that <laughs> fucking diabetes, that yellow diabetes. <laughs> sort of traditional Australian Chinese used to blow my mind as a kid, the fried ice cream ball. I thought it was just a miracle of science. Just the amount of fucking salt and MSG in there. It, was, it literally blew your mind. Yeah. That's why you loved it. <laughs> Can't feel your tongue, your fucking toes are tingly. This is incredible. <laughs> I just, up until about 10, though, I couldn't understand a fried ice cream ball. I was like, what? This doesn't, yeah, this does not make sense. Yeah. It works and yet it shouldn't. I still don't. I won't look into it. It's like those shows that show you how magic tricks work. Never going to watch them. Because you go to magic shows and want to have a really good night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, um, the fallout from this, right, Steve? He's due to front court the next day on charges of assaulting crew, offensive and disorderly behaviour, possession of prohibited items on board an aircraft and carrying prohibited items through a screening point. Yeah, not his fault. That That's that's, that's more half on Steve and then some people at the airport uh, get fired. Yeah, that's like, that's <laughs> like that menial detail things that lawmakers nitpick. That's how they got Capone fucking getting yeah. on something he didn't really, he, you know. Tax evasion or whatever. Stamp fraud. Yeah. Tax evasion. <laughs> The, I love to the uh, Northern Region Crime Coordinator, acting superintendent, not to get on a badge, Cheryl Scanlon, yeah. said the allegations because on board an aircraft were serious. Yeah, right. <laughs> which I, that's what I love about just Northern Australia because common assault, threatening children, bashing staff, acceptable on the ground. Of course. But once you're in the sky, that's, that's a crime now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good for us. But Jonesy, though, he, um, he didn't turn up. His solicitor, Telford Anderson, said, yeah, nah, Steve's not coming. He's having a lie-in. By the way, how rough of a life 
for a bloke named Telford in Townsville. Oh, I don't imagine it was great. <laughs> Telford's raising eyebrows in in a Melbourne. Yeah, let alone fucking Townsville. I'd hope it's a, like a posting. Like cops have to go out to the country for oh, the yeah. first few years or something. It used to be like a public prosecutor sucked in, mate. Your name's Telford. You're going to North Queensland. That'll toughen you up. Um, what ties should I? You're not going to need a tie, mate. Yeah, don't worry about it. You're going to Townsville Magistrates Court. Do you, do, do, you, do your shoes cover your toes? You're fucking. You're in front. Steve, though, he'd he'd rather he'd rather just stay in jail than. Come to court, mm. and um, they said I oh, did. They said to Telford, "Did he instruct you about applying for bail?" Nah, he told me to rack off. So, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> he just wanted to stay in jail. Adjourned. He obviously just wanted food and shelter for a little while on the dime of Mister and Missus T. Payer. Um, eventually, they coaxed Stephen out of his cell in March of the next year. <laughs> at which point, he pleaded guilty to everything. But also said to the magistrate, "Did you?" <laughs> You hear what he said to the magistrate? Did you see this? What? He said, uh, he only remained in Townsville Magistrates Court yesterday for a few minutes but left an impression after asking the asking the prosecutor, you opposing bail or not? Just love that. Yeah. Bloke on the front foot. <laughs> Enough of this fucking jibber-jabber. Yeah. Oi, cunt in the wig. <laughs> am I going home or am I here? Let's cut the fucking malarkey. <laughs> Hit the hammer. <laughs> Let's get the result. Yeah. <laughs> Skip to the end. I've always liked that as a thing for authorities. What do you fucking want? That M- you know MS13 is a like huge huge gang in America MS13. No. Like Bloods and Crips level MS13 massive massive gang and apparently the leader of MS13 this is like 10 years ago killed pe- he's in there for fucking murder, drugs, everything. And stands up in court and they start reading his things and he just got his dick out and pissed over all the papers on the table. Oh, yeah. Which is, there's something awesome about, well. <laughs> in for a penny. Now clean this up. Yep. Fuck yeah. <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> He's, um, the defence lawyer uh, said that to the best of his ability, it's talking about Stephen, he regrets what happened mm. and that the verbal attacks were empty threats. That's the problem with life, isn't it? It's misinterpretation. People should aim to get better at reading the room. I mean, 10-year-olds should know when an adult says they're going to snap their neck that they're probably not going to. Just joshing. Yeah. I mean, when when a larrikin says he's going to fucking kill a flight attendant, she should know he's not serious, especially if, as Stephen pointed out, she's a prostitute in her spare time. She should be well aware of the things that deep down heart of gold types say. Yeah. Like Stephen. Yeah. And they don't really mean it. Surely she just looked at him. And he's on with stupid T-shirt and thought, hold on, <laughs> this guy. You get in the fast lane in Darwin. If you if you turn up with a novelty shirt with stupid shit written on it, you go, there's a fast lane for that. Yeah. Don't have to go through the uh, regular checks. They'd probably call ahead and say, can we arrest this guy? It's an FBI agent. No, 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 sorry. Female body inspector. Upon closer, <laughs> closer look at this T-shirt. <laughs> you know the best shirt of that ilk has got to be of all time. No. And you must have seen one. Um, I haven't seen one for decades, to be honest. You'd have some balls wearing this, but it's sex instructor first lesson free. Oh. One of the best. Next time we have a bet and you lose, you're wearing one of them. 100%. In Melbourne. Oh, the gala. <laughs>
<laughs> oh man, that'd be sick. Imagine going on telly oh. with that. You'd, they'd cut you out, <laughs> oh, unfortunately. Of yeah, you had the best best set ever. They'd fucking cut that. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Maybe they'd blur it, <laughs> but you'd know. You'd fucking know. Uh, so, um, I always love those t-shirts are on the blokes with the just those late middle-aged blokes with the just unhealthy rigs. You know what I mean? It, it's a oh yeah, it's a swollen yeah. ankled man getting around in an FBI t-shirt. That's why it's so funny. Like that's oh. it wouldn't be at, it wouldn't be anywhere near funny if it was some pumped up fucking gym head getting around with a stupid shirt like that. Yeah, well, it would be to me, but generally it's just fat dickheads. Just, yeah. Shirts like that, so good. Well, it's all, it's almost funnier. It's funnier to have it printed on a T-shirt rather than that clearly being the attitude that you're giving off to everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> we had a, man, my wife and I looking at places and the real estate agent, we met one the other day. He had this super tight fade and we met him on a Monday. And I said, man, fresh haircut. He said, Really? Oh, sorry, man. Good joke. I got it done on Friday. Oh. They give me shit at the office because I get it done every Friday. Oh. So he's just rocking around in suits and then getting a fade before going to a nightclub. I tell you what, if I turn up at a fucking inspection and he'd be fucking horizontal now, <laughs> still. But it, like, you don't need to. That's appalling. <laughs> Woo! I dress myself in You know what the um we better we better chuff off. But you know what the real story behind all this was? The actual culprit. You must be aware of this. Stephen. Uh he didn't take his medication before getting on the plane. Oh. Oh no. That looks like we've gotten to the bottom of it yet again. Was the medication a healthy diet over thirty five years? <laughs> <laughs> he was he was fined eight hundred dollars and let out immediately because he'd already been in jail since the incident. Tom already served. <laughs> Shut up everyone. Well how long how long did he stay in there for? Just hanging out? Oh months. Like it was September March. So fucking nearly six months. <laughs> Just went, That's... fuck it. Don't tell me where to go. There's some I'm I'm not a fan of his uh of how he's conducted himself on board the aircraft and uh it's sad that he he's obviously missed his medication and I in no way uh, agree with what he's done on the plane, but he doesn't have much going on, does he? If you can just get diverted and stay in a jail for six months and then leave and go, all right, what a chilled operator. I mean, as an attitude, <laughs> I don't mind it. Like it's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm here now. Spend six months here, pretty good. Not many of us in a position to do that. Oh. So live your life while you can, everyone. Fuck yeah. Especially if you don't have kids. Get on a plane today. <laughs> See what happens. I'd, I'd love six months by myself hanging out. In Shannon, yeah. Oh, in Shannon. <laughs> six months in Shannon. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Midfly Brawl. Heggy, fucking gigs are back. Places are opening and shutting, but we're getting around. Where are you? Uh, all the travel's hard. I'm still touch and go if I'm going to be in places like Perth very soon, uh, North Queensland, but I've got to show at the Comedy Store. I believe, tomorrow night, but it might be very close to sold out, so sucked in uh, Sydney if you're there and you're trying to get tickets. If not, then whatever. Well, get in there because obviously you'd never say it, but you're one of the best comedians in the fucking world. I love your shit. And the Sydney Comedy Store is one of the best comedy venues on the planet. Get there. Uh, March, though, 
March 9 to 13, we're going to be at the Adelaide Fringe Festival. Oh, damn straight. We're going to be doing solo shows at the Rhino Room there. So yeah. nickcody.com.au for tickets and lukehegge.com.au or just .com? No, man, just .com. Not a lot of Luke Heggies trying to rock comedy in the world, let alone own websites. I don't know who got Nick Cody, but I'm fucking furious. March 19th, Gold Coast Laughs Festival. I think we're doing the same night there as well. Yeah, man. I think all our tours are arranged together. And in fact, uh, there should be some live podcasting going on, but... No promises because of borders. Yeah, live pod dates coming out soon. Uh, it's looking like the first ones will be Melbourne and Adelaide. But uh, keep an eye out on the socials. We'll let everybody know. Thanks, for, thanks everyone, for listening and telling your mates and all the messages and um, all the Patreon subscribers. Um, get on there, patreon.com slash brawl if you want some extra episodes. We've got a spin-off pod, Land Larrikins, that's out every fortnight. And uh, I really feel like I'm in a rush to say this because this fucking 8.8 percenter is creeping up. I, I feel- <laughs> no, you're right, but we can slow it down in the edit. I'm saying, <laughs> I know. I feel like you may have to speed it up if I go any longer. <laughs> oh, okay, this cunt is slurring. <laughs> At midflight brawl on Instagram, get amongst it. We'll see you next week. Bye. See you, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.